Hello, and welcome to Awesome Leaders, Lessons for Food Business Success, a podcast aimed at supporting the development and growth of women-owned food and beverage processing businesses in the Canadian prairies. Our guests include industry experts, as well as food and beverage entrepreneurs to provide knowledge, real-world examples, and inspiration. My name is Carly, and on behalf of the Awesome Program, I'll be your host today. Hello everyone. Today we are talking about selling at farmer's markets. Many of us can relate to the enjoyment of strolling around a farmer's market on a Saturday morning and browsing the variety of products from local vendors. If you grow, bake, or create things as a hobby, you may have thought about selling your product at a market. Farmer's markets are a great opportunity to grow a business and strengthen local food systems. Before you venture down the path of becoming a farmer's market vendor, some preparation is needed. Today, we'll be chatting with Jody Dory, co-founder and owner of the Chai Wallas. The Chai Wallas is based out of Red Deer, Alberta, and brings the rituals of chai to your home by providing you with traditional fresh masala chai products. Jody and her business partner, Heather, started selling chai and chai products at small farmer's markets almost two decades ago. In their busiest year, the fall and winter season, they did 19 markets in central Alberta. Jody has a lot of advice and information to relay around farmers markets, what to expect, creating a positive experience, nurturing relationships, and building a supportive community. When done right, markets can be your most dense period of sales and connections. Hello, Jody. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very excited to get into this conversation. Thank you very much for having me today. Be Awesome's been a pivotal influence for me the last year, and I so appreciate the the support that they offer us female entrepreneurs in the food industry. That's awesome. That's so great to hear. Well, we're happy to have you. So let's jump right into the conversation. So I know the Chai Wallace has been a business in business for almost two decades and you have gathered a lot of experience in selling at markets. Let's start at the beginning of your market journey. How did you decide when you were ready to start selling at a local farmer market? Well, as Carly said, the Chai Wallace started with my friend Heather. Uh, we worked together in the business for 15 years and she passed away about five years ago. Um, so I absolutely miss her every day. But one thing about having a business partner is you get to discuss and come to decisions together. And you never feel like you're alone and wondering if it's the right answer. Um, uh, friends and family in the beginning were the biggest push to give uh, markets a try. Um, I heard stories, we heard stories um, from other food makers uh, that this is often the path for them as well. Um, they say, it's this is delicious, you should sell it. Um, I bet you'd make a lot of money. And so we started asking ourselves, could we though? Uh, we had a great product, we knew that, and that was about all we needed uh, 20 years ago. We decided on packaging, and I recall kind of a printed piece of vellum wrapped around a clear plastic bag filled with masala chai, tied it with a ribbon, and I remember it being quite time-consuming. We talked about price and visited some grocery stores to see what was available and what the price comparison would be and what our selling point would be. 
Um, we felt ready to tackle the small markets. And once we were accepted, we laminated a long handmade sign that said authentic chai tea, which makes me cringe today because I know that chai and tea are the same word. Um, we chose a small market in two towns close to us. We basically got a cash box, a tablecloth, and we just dove in. And uh, remembering this was 20 years ago and things have changed a lot. I love that. I love the story. You just kind of went for it. That's great. So when it comes to selling at a market, I know obviously there's a lot more involvement than just grabbing the product, showing up and getting the table. So let's go back to the basics and start at that first step. How can a small business owner start selling at a farmer's market and who should they be contacting? So there's two distinct types of markets that tend to get lumped together when you're new to the scene. Um, There's a farmer's market, which is also known as an approved market. And then there's something called a public market. The farmer's markets are approved by Alberta Agriculture and Rural Development. And they're they're sponsored by a nonprofit community group. Um, They have to have at least 80% make or bake, and then they're allowed 20% of others that kind of complement their market scene. Um, And then as of June 1st, 2020, the food regulation allows Albertans to make low-risk food in their home, um, in their home kitchen, and they can sell it at farmer's market. And they are subject to certain restrictions, so I would suggest you check with your health food division in your province and find out um, if your food actually qualifies for low risk. Um, You can contact your farmer's market manager and introduce yourself. They have information um, that you'll need to move forward and they're always willing to share. Um, A public market is generally event oriented. So it's privately run and includes all types of operations like flea markets or gift season markets. The biggest difference is you cannot make your food in your own home and sell it at a public market. And this is also where the paperwork comes in. Um, Each food maker has to have a food safety training course or somebody with a course on scene. Uh, It's offered online and I learned a lot about food safety taking the course. Uh, Then you have to apply for a food handling permit and this tells, in, in my case, Alberta Health, where you're making the food and um, you will be selling it and who approves it. This happens every year and it's um, displayed at your booth and it costs me $100 each year to do that. Each market will also require what's called a food vendor package. It's fairly extensive. You have to fill it out for every market. It asks for details uh, about the market, who's running it, and then an Alberta health inspector approves it. Sometimes you get a call with extra questions from them, and sometimes you don't hear from them at all, and there's no cost for that. Um, Food services and Alberta health services, for me, will set you up with a, a health inspector, depending on where the kitchen is that you prepare. Uh, This is one of the most intimidating steps. Um, They may want to meet with you wherever you're preparing the food. They watch your process 
and they will inspect the situation and give you feedback for improvement. And eventually they pass you for your, your process and you move forward. Um, before any of this, go online, read the information that your provincial government provides uh, about setting up a food business. If you have questions, call and talk to a food inspector. Be patient, they're busy in this day and age and they really do want you to succeed. Um, a couple of other things, be prepared. The health inspector may show up at the market to inspect your food booth on site. Um, make sure you're always following the guidelines for food sampling, serving and selling. Uh, carry your tools, your thermometers, your hand sanitizers, and do whatever they've asked. Don't cut corners. Uh, most public markets also require liability insurance. When I started, I went through a company called PAL Event Insurance. This was a cost-effective kind of seasonal option, and now I have year-round coverage. The PAL was about $50 for the season, um, and now I pay, because I have a shop, etc. I pay about $100 a month. Um, so that was a lot of information, but I think it's a good place to start. In your experience, do you recommend having assistance at your stall, like a family member or friend? Sure. Yes. If you can afford to have someone help you for a few hours, uh, do it. If you can have a friend or a family member come and spell you off while you're uh, having a lunch break, um, I would do that. If you're alone, and many are, please introduce yourself to your neighboring vendors, especially if there's two people that are working a, a booth close. Ask if they would watch your stall if you need a washroom break and let the organizers know you're alone. People are really helpful. Uh, let your neighbor um, who is alone as well know that you'll watch their stall if they need to leave. Um, also, bring foods that you can pop into your mouth, energy balls, cheese and crackers, cut up fruit. This way, if you don't get a break, you still can keep up your energy and not get hangry. <laughs> and by experience, um, stay away from the food truck that sells berry bowls because you get so many seeds in your teeth. Pretty warning. <laughs> That's great advice. Thank you. Once you've already had your stall and you're selling, I'm curious, what are your tips on creating an eye-catching display to make sure that people are coming and visiting your booth? Yes, that's a big one. Um, I would start with, with um, you. You're part of the display. Uh, you need to have neat clothing, layers for comfort, maybe a couple of pairs of shoes, uh, try not to clash uh, with the colors in your display. Um, uh, for instance, I've, I have an apron now uh, with, you could have the name of your company on it. Um, mine says it's always a good time for a chai. So it could be a cheeky little saying like that. Um, you want your customers, customers to see what you're selling from a distance. So if you can have a banner behind your booth, sometimes you have a high wall, um, just telling them and showing them what you sell. The roll-up banners, um, 
can sit behind you on a small table. Just make sure they're secure. Uh, I also pin something to the front of my tablecloth, words like local, handmade, fresh. They're always attracting buyers. Uh, I start with a tablecloth that covers down to the floor at the front. And this allows you to tuck your Rubbermaids or your storage containers under the table and they can't be seen. Anything that can't be tucked should be taken out, of, out to your vehicle. We um, have always put our table on eight inch risers and that brings your product closer to the customer and does make um, you stand out a little bit more. Before you put anything on the top of your table, walk around. Are you within allotted space? Um, can you get in and out without bumping your neighbor's display? Um, have you, are you making room for others, including your chair? Um, you can then start to put your product out and keep your table neat and clutter free. You can always add more product as things sell. Um, think about the customers that come to the front. Can a customer pick up your product without knocking anything down? Can you have more than one person at the table and still have them looking at your goods? If you can have a set of plastic drawers for your bags, wrap, extra tools, that keeps just your products in the customer's sight. Um, keep your sample areas clean, covered, and freshly stocked. Uh, one other thing is keep your signage consistent. If it's so much more visually appealing, um, price changes and products get added, try to keep your signs the same. Ensure everything is labeled with a price so there's no misunderstandings and you're not having to repeat your price for each customer. One most important tip, stand at your booth, smile, engage people. This really does help sell your product. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for that. So to switch gears a bit, um, I'd like to talk a bit more about the expenses. I know we briefly chatted about it with the other question, but to dive a bit more in, what are some of the costs to consider when selling at a market? And what do you think should be factored into a budget? Yeah, we've through the years, 20 years of markets give you gives you a lot to think about year by year. Um, there, remember that there's a lot to be gained at a market, not just the cash you go home with. You'll make great connections, including people contacting you for product after the market. Um, there's collaborations and friendships and advice that you also take home. But looking, um, talking about the profit, I count my product going in and I count it going out. And that gives me the amount I sold, the cost of each item, and a monetary total. I count my money going in, and I count my money going home, and I subtract the float. And that also gives me a monetary total. And these two should balance. Mine never does, but it's close enough. <laughs> For my market costs, I include hotel rooms, the only weekend markets I attend are when I can sell, uh, stay with friends and family. Other vendors make Airbnb, hotels work for them, um, but factor that in. Meals, market fee, food sample costs, wage for the helper, 
and the table rental rental and I put down about 55 cents a kilometer for mileage probably will go up this year so I take the profit for the weekend and I subtract all of those costs then I take that number and I divide it by the number of hours we spent at the market so that gives me the amount I made per hour when I'm done every market, I have the amount that I make every mar- every hour, and I can then compare markets. I can p- compare a three-hour market to a weekend market just by having that number per hour. That also um, gives me uh, an idea of maybe a more profitable, mar- profitable market if I have two on the same weekend. Um, I take that information and I put it in a binder. I have the market, I have the date, so I may have all things pretty last year, and then I can look back at it and I can see how much product I sold um, and how much money I made. I may also jot down on that page um, some information about pluses and minuses about the market. Like they walked around and they offered vendors change. They offered um, to cover my booth while I went to the washroom. They gave me a free coffee token. And um, I might also write down something like there was no one um, to greet me. I didn't know where my table was and I wasted 15 minutes of my setup. So those are just when you do 20 markets in a season, it's um, it just clues in your your memory and helps you make some decisions for the next year. Yeah. So then I guess it'd help you decide if you want to return to that same market again. Absolutely does. By keeping those notes. Yeah. That's great. Kind of on the same note, what would you recommend for secure cash storage while at the stall? And do people primarily pay with cash or are you seeing more people paying with card nowadays? What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely through the last um, 10 years, we've seen a huge shift um, from just paying cash and having maybe a Um, a cash machine on site to uh, cash. People still like to pay cash. Sometimes they're on a budget when they come to a market, which is a good idea too. Um, And they also want credit credit and debit options. Um, I have a small cash box with a generous float because I don't like to run out of money and be asking my customers. But I also have a tap system, a square reader. It's a really easy setup. It's $59 for the unit. And they deposit the money right into your account as quick as the next day. It's 6.75% right now on all major credit cards. And it's 10 cents per interact chip and pin tap. The customer can also insert their card for transactions. And it connects wirelessly and takes payments anywhere in Canada. Um, There is a till inside the app for your phone to set up with photos of your products. And it makes transactions really simple, which was super important to me. Um, Most vendors use this same POS system and are willing to help troubleshoot if you get into a problem. And they even lend forgotten chargers. Uh, your bank may also have a POS system, and I know mine did. That's great. And where did you purchase that system from? I per- You can purchase it online, and they'll send the okay. whole system to you, but you can also get it at places like Staples. 
Okay, great. Yeah, that sounds very useful. So now I'd like to focus on your career and the Chaiwalas. So you have sold at many markets in your career. What would you say your top tips are for building and maintaining strong relationships with the market managers? Yeah, it's a busy time of year when you're doing markets, but read everything they send out. Put deadlines on your calendars, put information about the market on your calendar or in a file so you can retrieve it the week before because you're oftentimes getting information two months in advance and it doesn't seem pertinent at that time. Find a way to manage the information for each market so you don't have to go back to the organizer after they've sent it out. Imagine getting a message like, did I rent a table? from 50 vendors on various social platforms within the busiest week of the market season. Um, if you're asked, send them clear photos and a well-thought-out description so you can they can advertise for you. Donate to their auctions and do what you can to participate in their fundraisers. Share all their social medias prior to the market. Um, show some appreciation for the time and effort that they put in before you've arrived. Maybe compliment them on something when you arrive. Hey, the space looks really good, goes a long way. Uh, communicate your gratitude as soon as the market is over. Share on social media, thanks, goes a long way again by 50 or 150 vendors. Um, basically, if you're a pleasure to have at the market, you will have a friend. They will also much be much more open if a problem does arise. Yeah, that's great advice. So on the flip side of that, how would you maintain strong relationships with your customers? Yeah, well, the main thing is to give them a good experience at your booth. Uh, listen to their stories. They often want to tell you stories. And when you've made a sale and have some spent some time with somebody, ask them their name. Nice talking with you, Carly, and smile, make eye contact them, give them a memorable moment. That's great. So just build that friendship, even with your customers. Absolutely. Perfect. So I know there are a wide variety of markets in the Canadian prairies alone. How do you decide exactly what markets you would like to sell at? And what does that look like? Yeah, you're definitely right. I have a bit of experience now with Mark with uh, several different types of markets. But in the beginning, uh, my first criteria, I usually stay within central Alberta and the driving distance. So that sort of narrows things down. My second criteria was um, I have to have some reputation to go on. Um, I don't usually go with a brand new market um, unless I know the person that's um, starting it. I ask others in the community their experience with the market managers and how well they advertise and what's the venue like. My three, third criteria is I check out their social media. How do they advertise? Um, what does their website look like? I then download the application and read it thoroughly. What are they asking of me? What are the costs? Uh, where is it? Um, is there printed, um, have they put some thought into that part of their um, marketing? And the fourth criteria is I reach out to the market organizer, 
organizer for a conversation. I usually do it through email because I know that I don't know them. And so maybe they have another job and that sort of thing. There's also um, some Facebook groups that give feedback on markets that have happened. In Alberta, mine is called Markets Trade Shows in Alberta. I take the information I find on there with a grain of salt because it tends to be just like any other um, sort of feedback. People are sometimes angry about something. So I'm just uh, aware of that. Definitely. So you would recommend kind of doing your research um, on each market before just showing up? Yeah, Yeah, I would. I would. This is a lot of time and energy for you. And um, you're not going to, you're going to run into an occasional one that doesn't work for you. Um, But if you do your research, you'll probably come out on top. That's good. I'm curious to know, what do you believe are the reasons that people enjoy shopping at local farmer markets? I think it's pretty simple. I believe that people are looking for a unique item, one that's Mm -hmm. handcrafted and meeting the maker is a a high priority for people that come to markets. Yeah, absolutely. I can say that um, as being a customer at farmer's markets, that's definitely one of my draws to going on the weekends for sure. Um, From the flip side of that, what are the benefits of selling at farmer's markets from the viewpoint of a vendor? Yeah, well, it's great. We get to introduce our product to the customer right face-to-face. We get to chat with them about how it's made. Uh, We even, for me, I even get to give them a taste. Um, They can put a face and a personality to that product. Um, The vendors also have access to a lot more people um, than might, might visit like a gift store, even in a full week. Customers there are, are there to look and taste and experience, and they're there to buy something. And so I get a chance to pitch. <laughs> Building off that question, what do you personally enjoy the most about selling at markets? I love that feeling when I introduce my product to this person in front of me that may not know anything about chai and you see the light go on when they realize that this is something that they want to purchase. Then the interest builds and they want to know about you and you just create this little, um, this little conversation and bond. Yeah. So like making those connections personally with your customers. That's great. On the flip side, can you talk about some of the challenges, um, of selling at farmer's markets? Sure. Um, it's exhausting, mm-hmm. <laughs> both physically and mentally. Um, I, I build into my week some downtime following a market um, because I know how it makes me feel. Uh, sometimes you have a neighbor that's super grouchy mm. and you don't want to get dragged down. So just keep your smile on. That's great advice. So to wrap up today, I'd like to ask you if you can just give us your top three tips for someone selling at a market for their very first time. Sure, sure. Um, I think the girl guide rule, uh, be prepared. Keep a container of everything from blue tack 
chargers, a backup swipe for your credit cards, scissors, banner hooks, safety pins, elastics, push pins, and don't be afraid to lend them out. Um, look after yourself. Bring proper clothing, maybe ex extra footwear. Feed yourself healthy food, drink water, and sit when it's appropriate. Uh, be a pleasure to be around. Be friendly and show interest in others. Share what you have. Offer other vendors samples and smile. I love that. Perfect. Nice, simple advice. That's great. So finally, just to round out our conversation, I have two kind of fun questions to throw at you. Okay. The first one is, what is a food product or recipe made at home that you have personally been loving lately? Well, I joined a farm box this year called Steel Pony Farm, mm -hmm. and I'm loving oyster mushrooms. Who knew mushrooms could taste so different? Um, so with the mushrooms, I've made a couple of batches of mushroom and scallop soup, fresh, and it's just delicious. That sounds very delicious. And my final question is, what is a work or life resource you find helpful? Yeah, finding balance is tough for an entrepreneur. Um, sort of learning when to turn off the business lights and turn on other interests. It's a muscle kind of worth exercising. And um, in order to kind of feel that, feel well, and I lean into the stability that I find with family and friends and creativity Um Going into the last year of my 50s, I really do know that my wellness comes from these meaningful connections in my life. That's great. And before we end off today, Jody, can you share with us where people can connect with you or anything sure. exciting that you have in the works? Sure. Yes. I, I'm... Um, building a new product. So right now I have a loose tea. I have a chai honey, a spice, and I'm developing a concentrate uh, to put out on, on the grocery store shelves. Uh, it's quite an intensive process. Uh, it's available locally in um, central Alberta right now at a couple of test places. Uh, you can reach and look at my product and look at recipes, etc. at thechaiwallas.com. And I have some social platforms. Chai.wallas is my Instagram. And um, the Chai Wallas of Red Deer is a search for my Facebook. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was a great, great You're conversation. Welcome. It's nice to meet you, Carly. And thanks for doing these awesome podcasts. The Awesome Program is an initiative of the Saskatchewan Food Centre and is funded by Prairies Economic Development Canada through the Women Entrepreneurship Strategy Ecosystem Fund. We are here to support women-owned food businesses through education, advising, and industry connections. Although we are based in Saskatoon, we serve members in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. For more information, visit the show notes or head to our website at beawesome.ca.